Hello, and welcome to the Pros Travel Podcast, The View from 30,000 Feet, a podcast series featuring airline industry experts tackling the real issues around airline digital transformation. This is our second season. I highly recommend listening to the last season if you haven't yet. And we're focused on big and small changes around travel IT, data, products, and retailing. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Travel Podcast, The View from 30,000 Feet. I'm excited with uh, today's episode, which is dedicated on the topic of dynamic offers and the road to customer-centric airline retailing. I'm joined by Sebastian Turin, who is head of dynamic offers at Ayara. And Sebastian, thank you for joining. Hi, good afternoon, good morning. Uh, before we start with uh, this topic that I'm sure everyone in the industry is excited to hear um, our thoughts on, can you just briefly introduce your role and responsibilities at Ayara in driving industry change and adoption around dynamic offers? So I work in, in Ayata in a transformation department. Uh, we look after some of the initiatives at industry level that try to drive change for the industry. You may have heard about the electronic ticket 10 years ago uh, when the industry moved into 100% electronic tickets through the Ayata mandate. Um, later on, um, I was, I've been involved in the past 10 years on um, the EMD project, the NDC uh, vision at the beginning, uh, then the one other project, and now I'm looking into the last piece of the uh, of the airline industry retailing vision, which is dynamic offer. And um, my background is an airline person. I've been working for uh, Swiss mainly in Zurich for a couple of years in revenue management, network planning, and I'm uh, yeah, addicted to the airline industry. Yeah, I guess we all are. <laughs> So yeah, you mentioned quite a few um, topics around innovation, um, NDC dynamic offers, but um, let's do um, a reality check. So a few years ago, uh, there was a report that the International Air Transport Association issued around the future of airline distribution. And back then, um, so the aspirations were towards really a more, moving to a more flexible, dynamic and passenger-centric environment that we would eventually call active distribution, where offers and prices will be dynamic. Back it was the, still the early days of NDC adoption. Where do you think we are today as industry in terms of dynamic offers and systems to support them? Yeah, first I would say that um, if we talk about dynamic pricing in general, so airlines have been doing dynamic pricing for more than 40 years since ill management was created. So it's just the level of dynamicity you change your fares or your price uh, via different methods that has, that has changed over time. But um, if we go back to the uh, early days of, of new distribution capability, IATA and DC project, it was a mix of revenue management people and distribution people coming together, trying to change these ecosystems. And, and the vision was mainly driven by revenue management people and distribution people. At the end of the day now, a few years after the beginning of NDC, it became more like a distribution project. And the original vision of having a world without booking class, fares was actually not mature at this stage. So the, the report is a nice vision, of course, it was a few years ago, but I think the maturity now is changing since I would say last year with some airlines such as Lufthansa Group that is really going into this space of continuous pricing, 
uh, offering some of their, their, their product um, um, through uh, NDC without uh, uh, some of the constraints from the past. So the world is actually changing, but um, this is all driven by, by uh, some of the NDC change and especially the, the workflow change that is coming from NDC where airlines are in control of responding to every shopping request and presenting an offers, a priced availability offers, as opposed to in today's world, pushing some fare somewhere and pushing the availability somewhere else, and then a third party is cons consolidate that on their behalf. So things are moving. I think to reality check is basically, yes, um, the industry was absolutely not mature a few years ago to move beyond some of the legacy around the offer construction around RBD and fare filing. This is changing, but it's up to every single airline to decide where they want to go uh, in that direction. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm, if we look at the broader um, environment uh, around travel, how are different travel players moving in that direction? You you're mentioned a lot about airlines, but what about um, IT providers and um, ag travel agents, online travel agency, all the other participants in the travel ecosystem? We probably realized at industry level that NDC was a bit rock and roll at the beginning. Uh, it was a bit of a misunderstanding. Now, I think everybody from, from IT providers, GDSs, we are aligned on the, on the vision. And, and I think it's, it's great because it must be a win-win-win uh, at the end of the day. I think in general, the IT vendors from airlines have been very supportive because they want to innovate in this space uh, and, and help airlines to create, let's say, be more in control, create better product, create better uh, um, ability, just some capability to, to uh, merchandise their product and things like this. On the travel agency side, um, the adoption is, uh, is, is still a challenge, but um, it's moving along. And, and at IATA, we are very pleased just to, to facilitate this transformation. Okay, let's bring in the consumer. And what is the vision for the industry? Where do we actually need to be for a healthy, competitive uh, landscape, but also a profitable market? And really deliver on those customer expectations as an industry. So uh, at IETA, and we are helped obviously by, by the airline that are supporting us in driving uh, and, and defining the vision. I think the customer is always at the center of, of, uh, of our um, initiative. Uh, but from, from um, let's say, a product differentiation standpoint, our vision for the industry is clearly to move into what we call uh, offers and orders. And, and um, we are actually the only industry that are distributing our products through 26 booking class, through file fares, and we're the only industry to have like specific things such as PNR, ticket, uh, and, and EMD. So our vision is to move into the world of, of retailing with uh, airlines are pre uh, airline are presenting offers and consumer accept these offers and it's turned into an order. And it's pretty much like the, the retailing industry uh, is moving this, uh, this direction. Yeah, that uh, seems like a lot of simplification for the end consumer. Um, and what are some of IATA's initiatives in this direction to support the industry? And can you elaborate more on that? So we, we mainly have, um, let's say, three main pillars of our strategy in IATA on helping airlines to, to better differentiate their product. Um, the first one is obviously the foundation that has been built by a new distribution capability. It's with the goal to have freedom of distribution for the airlines. 
The second one is um, is around having ability for airlines to be agile in the way they do retailing. And that's a vision I was mentioning about a world of offers and orders. Um, and this is driven by some of the activities such as one order or dynamic offer. And now recently we are moving into a future world of uh, of interlining and interlining with offers and orders and some work will be done in the next couple of uh, years on this subject. The last um, area um, that we, we are helping, trying to help the industry is, an, is to have a healthy ecosystems of, of vendors, whether they are startup or the current incumbent. And uh, for that, we created since last year um, an acceleration program together with Plug and Play. Uh, it's called uh, Accelerate at IATA and it's trying to help um, some startups and newcomers in the industry just to, um, to grow and just to present some very interesting product for, for the airlines other than our members. Yeah, this is exciting. And it's also exciting that we just wrapped up IATA's first uh, dynamic offer forum in Geneva. Uh, it was two very interesting and insightful days and a key topic really um, in the discussion revolved around how to solve the adoption roadblocks and develop this transition plan at industry level. What do you think are the steps to get there and how should uh, both airlines and providers work together to build that roadmap and accelerate the progress? Yes, in, indeed, it was great two days in, in IATA in Geneva for the first uh, Dynamic Offer Forum. It's a forum that had been established by the Distribution Advisory Council, which is the group of uh, airline chief commercial officers that are uh, advising IATA on the direction for the industry. We had almost um, between a bit more than 80 uh, delegates from uh, around the world. And, um, and it was clearly just to show that IATA is taking a leading role in this, in this space with one thing which is clearly um, said that IATA has not, nothing to do in doing product or services in this space, of course, because this is, this is not our area. But our role is, is clearly just to work more on advocacy, educate, collaborate across the industry and to enable the standards and, and, and transition. So if we look at um, what are the, the three steps to move into uh, to build the roadmap of, of dynamic offer, I think the, um, the first step is to um, have some clarity on, uh, on regulatory obstacle. Um, in today's world, there is quite a constraint around the world for airlines to distribute their fares and to file their fares to some of the government. So one of the, the actions from this forum is to have a clear assessment of uh, where the, there are some constraints and how we could solve some of these obstacles by advocating some of the, the government uh, on, on that direction. The second area where um, we think uh, um, the industry have to move is to adopt like truly offers and order management solution. And that's quite critical, especially in the new workflow that is driven by NDC and one order. Um, this is going to be the, the retail, uh, let's say, transformation for our industry. And the last area which uh, is critical is to uh, define and drive the transition. I, I think everybody agree usually on the end goal, but the, 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 the challenge is, is clearly how to get there. And we need to define different steps that airlines would be able just to move to, to go to this vision. And there was a lot of discussion during the forum about the um, dynamic offer maturity model as the framework to really help the industry define the concepts of dynamic offers in retailing. 
what are the required capabilities for the offer and order management to enable really offer optimization in that um, RBD-less world? Yeah, so if, if we simplify really like dynamic offer is actually the combination of the uh, ability for airlines to determine um, their price uh, continuously and the combination that with the ability to bundle dynamically any product on the spot based on the shopping uh, request. Um, so at industry level, what we, we, we did, we uh, built some kind of framework matrix of, which is called the dynamic of a maturity model that explain the different methodology and step to go to this, uh, to this area. Airlines may not go in every direction and maybe not at the top, uh, with the, which is the most more dynamic. You create every single request, a new product uh, with a, a special price. They may go in different direction, depending maybe on the distribution channel, the market and things like this. But what is important, we wanted to have like clarity on the various methodology to, to go there. If we look at today, it's mainly driven by static price points and the dynamic availability, which is done um, on the inventory side. And that creates the price and the product with their family. This is evolving more into uh, some kind of adjusted pricing and some of the initiative driven by Atypico on that is helping airlines to drive that in today's workflow with GDSs or for, for some of the direct sales. The last step, which is our division at industry level of, of, um, of dynamic offers, is this ability to combine uh, any um, price points with any types of bundled product on the spot without uh, constraint of, of filing fares or the booking class, which is behind, which is the traditional way of controlling your inventory. Yeah, it's clear that there are big aspirations for dynamic offers. Um, but we also discussed um, uh, on the roundtables some of the roadblocks and limitations when it, that are related to scalability um, and that transition phase. Can you, uh, can you summarize more around that? Yeah, we, we had different topics. One of them, obviously, was the, the scalability things. Um, I don't think we could call that as an issue. It's more like a conversation uh, as, as, as we speak because each vendors are, are showing that they are confident that they can um, uh, scope, cope with the, with the complexity and the scalability issue. But it's more, do we need to have guidelines or best practices at industry level to, uh, to avoid um, a problem such as scalability? Where it gets a bit uh, more complicated, and we had some good discussion, is on the interlining, um, in the new way of interlining. And, and let me try to recap what new way of interlining means. The idea behind interlining with offers and orders is basically to have a conversation between airlines partners at times of shopping. So something uh, dynamic between the airlines uh, at times of shopping so that when an, when an airline provide uh, to their partners uh, an offer, this offer is captured by the other airline that can be that can then sell that to to the consumer. And in this process, um, it uh, it will help airline to be in control of the exact amount they will receive at the end, as opposed to do, doing proration uh, mechanism today. And that has some kind of requirement to have scalability on shopping between the different airlines, and that needs to be uh, uh, assessed at industry level. So that was clearly one, one major topic. Uh, another important topic 
um, was on the regulatory uh, aspect um, around the, the, the requirement for some government to receive some file fares, minimum and maximum in some condition. Even if it's, um, this requirement are diminishing around the world with uh, air service agreement going into more and more open sky, we are assessing uh, um, the risk and, and the roadblock for dynamic offer. Um, the last area of discussion um, we had, we spent quite some time, is on transition. And transition is actually um, the biggest challenge which was seen was more a mindset change within the airlines and some of the uh, stakeholders across the value chain about changing into this new world. And uh, these two worlds will have to cohabitate um, in the next couple of years, and this, this is a bit of a challenge. One thing which was also discussed in, in, this, uh, in this forum is um, the organization challenge. How airlines are going to get organized in the future? And that's also a very interesting topic. Yeah, we also had a lot of discussion around that uh, because it seems that um, airlines are really um, driving changes when it comes to how their uh, traditional organizations function and bringing in new talent and really um, redefining their departments internally. What are your observations on the impact of um, dynamic offers on the airline organization? I think what we could say that like having offer management systems will break the silo and break the silo between uh, four key division or four key department within the airline. The e-commerce and digital department, um, those who have been working sometime with the internet booking engine or the B2B uh, um, uh, application. Revenue management and pricing obviously is, uh, is, is another department that is involved in this, uh, in this offer management equation. The merchandising department and finally, the distribution people. These four types of uh, department, e-commerce, revenue management, pricing, merchandising, and distribution will have to work more closely. Um, I believe personally that um, a retail type of organization will be required. And um, I'm, I look forward to having discussion across the industry on how this is going to happen. And, uh, but clearly, that's it. that requires some rethinking uh, in, this, in this environment of offer and offer management. And um, it will be some, some tests. Some airlines are trying some to, to build their, their new organization in more retail-style organization. Um, some others have clear department offer management now. And some vendors also have, have also a department which is called offer management or order management. So quite some change ahead of us. Yeah, I also heard some of the airlines mention the concept of the super analyst. It will be interesting to see how the airline organization um, adjusts to those changes. Um, how far ahead do you think is one order? So one order, the key enabler, I would say, of, of uh, having airlines being agile in the way they create their offers. Because quite often we uh, realize that the, um, the fulfillment aspect and delivery and accounting aspect was some kind of a bottleneck for creating new offers. So I think there is a strong link between dynamic offer and one other. And as where are we today um, on one other side? There have been various uh, providers that have been certified and, and a few airlines that has been also uh, showing their capability um, on, on, on one order. Um, what needs to be said is that uh, one order is clearly uh, a major uh, transformation for the industry. 
it touched the entire PSS equation. It touched also your, your digital internet booking engine, your NDC platform, but it's clearly an enabler for, for the transformation to move to offers and orders in the next couple of years. Yeah, so we'll see steps in that direction. We know it's not going to happen overnight. To end our discussion, which was very interesting around dynamic offers, I'm shifting the topic with something fun to ask you around your most memorable travel experience. Huh. It's difficult to say there have been so many, uh, but um, <laughs> one that can, I can remember is that I started my career with as an intern with United Airlines back in 1999, I think. And um, I had free tickets to, to travel almost every weekend. And I went from Chicago to uh, Alaska for a weekend for skiing. It was minus 25 degrees over there. And Whoa. I was that. <laughs> And, uh, and that's one of the memory I, I will remember. But uh, that's, uh, that's where you get addicted to the airline business. Yeah, I agree. And it's snowing in Geneva. I guess we'll have ski conditions as well. Exactly, yeah. Well, thank you for this great conversation, Sebastian. It was really a pleasure talking to you and seeing how the industry is moving in the right direction. I think it's an exciting time to be in the airline space. Thanks for listening to the Pros Travel Podcast, The View from 30,000 Feet. Special thanks to our guests and our producer, Genevieve Todd. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback, a burning idea, or know of an industry expert we should feature, shoot us an email at ameta at pros.com. That's A-M-E-H-T-A at pros.com. You're now free to move about the cabin.